0: page 176, amen, some call it heaven, amen. but I call it home, amen, amen. are you looking for, looking forward to going home, yes. amen, yes. amen, praise God, let's all stand, man, I don't spiritually or something, let's worship the Lord, amen, praise the
1: Lord, he's worthy, Thank you.
0: Master of our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's sing down. Let's worship Him. It's good to be here today. Amen. One more course if you don't mind. Praise God tonight. I'm thankful He is the Master of our sea. Amen. And whether or not you realize it or believe it or want to admit it, the Lord's still on His throne. Amen. Uh, That ought to be a blessing to somebody today to know that God's still on His throne. Amen. He still has the whole world in His hands and He's upholding all things by the Word of His power. Amen. If God were to take His hand... Uh, Off of things, for one day, the world would be destroyed. Amen? And one of these days, God's going to remove His hand. And I think we're seeing maybe the beginning stages of that right now as we speak. But I'll tell you what, I believe as long as uh, the church of living God's in the world, uh, Amen, God's going to make sure He keeps us safe because He has a vested interest in His people. Amen? He's paid too high of a price. And uh, you better believe one thing, he's not going to, uh, amen, he's not going to turn his back on his own, hallelujah. And I'm thankful for that, amen. Well, we do appreciate you being here as we uh, move right on through the month of October, October the 23rd, amen, 2022, and um, amen, October's a wonderful month, isn't it? Amen. You say, preacher, why? Well, because it's my birthday, Hallelujah. Uh, Amen. Uh, Any day that the preacher was born has got to be a good month. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And Miss Caroline, uh, too, so we'll sing happy birthday to Miss Caroline uh, before the day's over. We may bring her up here in front of everybody and just embarrass her to death. Wouldn't that be all right? Hallelujah. So we'll take care of that here shortly. But, uh, amen, we do appreciate your presence, appreciate our visitors this morning. Good to have my mom and dad back with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah uh praise the lord uh amen y'all don't mind them they're still having uh instead of jet lag it's beach lag hallelujah so pray pray for them today but we do appreciate them being here just by way of announcements i do want to remind you about uh our upcoming uh church fund and fellowship day that's going to take place this upcoming saturday at the barham property in sunnyside uh michael what's the address there Amen. Uh, Say that again. 1361 East Fork Road. That's Michael's uh, physical address. Amen. That's where his house is at. So if you get get there, you've gone too far. All right. Uh, The property is just before their home. Uh, Amen. On the right, there'll be what, a red gate? Is that right? An orange gate. She'll have a sign down there. So you just come to the, come to the sign there and uh, turn right and go up on top of the hill, and we're going to have a good time. Hallelujah. Uh, 1361. Amen. Give that road name again. East Fork road. East Fork road. So we hope we have a good turnout. Again, they're going to provide hot dogs, but we want you to bring your finger foods And uh, we'll just have a good, I think there's going to be a bonfire and maybe even a hayride. Who knows what we'll get into, but we'll just have a good time together. No, you're not driving the tractor, praise the Lord. But uh, looking forward to that. Certainly, again, the fun starts at 4 o'clock p.m. next Saturday. Also, I do appreciate all of the the teenagers that went with us, Uh, amen, to the uh, corn maze this past Thursday night. Uh, and um, we had a blast, but we got lost. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, get, get, you know, you, you don't ever want to get nervous, all right? You, you always want to at least present the fact to the kids that everything's in control, all right? But I will be honest with you. There was a point in time, you just imagine being in a uh, a large corn maze at night cold, uh, and you got probably, well, we had over 30 teenagers spread out all over the place. Uh, and um, and me and Josh, see, I followed Josh, okay? Josh isn't here this morning, but uh, I followed him. So I figured I'd be in good hands, uh, but I think I found out differently. But, uh, amen, we finally, there was a, a group of us, about 12 to 15, that we just, We all got together, none of us knew where we were going, but we said regardless of where we go, we're going to stay together. And by God's grace, we made it out safe and sound. So, had a wonderful time together. We're going to do another youth outing. Uh, It's not something we do uh, all that often, but um, again, just happens to be back to back. We're going to go to the Judgment House at First Baptist Church this upcoming uh, Thursday, uh, October the 27th. And we'll leave around the same time, probably around 5.15 from the church. So again, this is for ages 5th grade and up. You say, preacher, what about the little kids? Well, we're going to do something for them too. We don't want them to feel left out. But this is these events are specifically for 5th grade and up. So uh, again, uh, you come out and, uh, and go with us uh, to the Judgment House this upcoming uh, Thursday. Fall Revival, uh, don't want to forget about that, Fall Revival is scheduled for the end of November. Again, November the 28th through the 30th, 7 o'clock p.m. And again, those dates are tentative, uh, the 28th through the 30th, that's Monday through Wednesday, but uh, we have the, we have reserved the right to continue through Thursday and Friday if the Lord sees fit. Brother Barry Rackley will be the guest preacher, so it's never too early to be praying uh, about revival, amen. And if you've never heard Brother Rackley, you're in for a treat. He is a, a blessing, and he'll be a help and encouragement to you. Just by way of prayer requests today, uh, let's continue to remember Bruce Stafford. Bruce told me that he th- was going to do his best to be here today, but obviously he's not, he's, he's unable to be here. So let's uh, pray for Bruce. I certainly miss him when he's not here. I talked to uh, Brother Gary Gridley this week. Continue to remember him and Miss Francis uh, again. Um, in some ways he's doing okay, in other ways he's not. So let's remember them. Let's not forget them. Just because they're not able to be here, they're still a very important part of our church family. So let's remember the Gridleys. Uh, continue to remember uh, Dee Dunbar. I talked to Dee this morning, and she said that um, uh, the, the uh, incision where she had surgery on her foot a couple of weeks ago, uh, they're worried that they it's become infected. Is that right, Scott? Possibly. Possibly. So they're going to find that out tomorrow. So remember D in prayer. And Scott, you're feeling better, right? At times. At times. <laughs> wow, boy, he's he's just uh, not really a glass half full or glass half empty. Just kind of neutral this morning. Amen. Continue to remember Scott and his health. Pray for the Babcocks today, Mike and Grace. Uh, Grace kind of had the crud last week, and now uh, Mike, uh, she's passed the love on to him. So... Uh, remember them as they're not feeling well this morning Um, amen continue to uh, remember sam and barbie Uh, amen i miss them when they're not here sam's got shoulder surgery scheduled um, for um, for the first of december remember him in prayer Um, uh, continue to remember uh, uncle kenny in prayer remember him and his health remember miss linda coggins Uh, linda do you have any update on your situation just just waiting to hear at time but she's got some heart issues amen uh, I knew that and no, I'm just kidding praise the Lord but we need to remember Miss uh, Linda this uh, upcoming procedure that she has continue to remember tomorrow Weichel, um, pray for him good to have Nellie Barn with us today boy just thrills my soul to see Nellie remember her uh, also remember Bandy Thompson Miss Elizabeth Ward needs our prayers um, amen we could go on and on. Uh, B.J. Cobble. And we need to remember our nation. Amen. Uh, We've got upcoming elections uh, in November. We need to pray for uh, those that the Lord's will would be done. And uh, uh, just uh, many, many things to pray about. But I'll open up and give you an opportunity now to make any requests known that you have today.
1: Me through so much years ago, and we've been, you know, stayed in touch, but he never really talked about his family until we got talking about God. And, and it just, uh, uh, I might have him talked in to come to church with me, and, but he's like, you know, I, I want to get a few things straight in my life before I, I do that. And sure. He said, uh, he said, don't stop
0: asking me to come because I, I will one day. Amen. To get some Amen. To Sure. But he just—he's uh, never been baptized, and he—he he, he knows that We got talking about that feeling inside. You get, he said, "I know that I've done wrong, and I just did it anyway." Yeah. So just remember him in your prayers, and, and you know we—we we don't realize what other people. Do. That's They're right. Truly good. I mean, I went through a lot, but I had my parents. That's right. If I didn't have them in the church. I don't know what I. Amen. Amen. He got right. Nobody yes, sir. So, Amen. Remember Chase Knight in prayer. Uh Mr. Lorshouse James, is that right? Um, we did get some good news, and I praise God for that. Um, that, uh, that his uh, heart muscle is normal. They're doing um he's done properties and they're doing a seven day um uh alchemometer on him to track his D V and his irregular heartbeat. Okay. It's James Powers. Remember uh, Dolores' grandson in prayer. Okay. See more October birthdays. You can't beat that, I'm telling you. I mean, Tanya had a birthday this week. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I could tell at the corn mace is getting walking a little slower, you know, the older you get. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be quiet. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. All right, any other prayer needs today Miss Pat, remember her in prayer? Others? Yes, sir, brother. Back problems are a serious issue, so remember Connie in prayer. Love her dearly. Other needs today? Holly's mom, Miss Linda Compton. Go ahead, Daniel. Or, okay, Tyler, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Remember Randy Brown in prayer. Sorry about that. I just saw caught it out of the peripheral vision there. (laughs) Amen. Other prayer needs? Do what? Goodness. Praise the Lord. Brandon Gray? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Other prayer needs today. Remember Crystal and Terry. Top of the Crystal's problems and kind of aneurysm and Terry's that. Gosh. Terry and Crystal do ease. any others goodness Monica Thornburg (laughs) somebody else Okay. Amen. Pray for Wayne uh, in prayer with his uh, stomach issues and then his friend Susie. Anyone else? My sister Kimberly Ward came yesterday, but she may have to go on dialysis. Kimberly Ward. Yeah, I remember Miss Callie and her health. Okay. Yeah, Robert's mom and stepdad is there. There we go. As uh, they are traveling, I had on the prayer list uh, where I put request mom and stepdad, but Pam and I were struggling who that was. Now we just remembered. Remember them in prayer. Any others? Yes. Boy, you're right. Amen. Uh, these specific uh, nieces and nephews uh, that need Jesus. How many of, of you have lost loved ones today? We need to be burdened over our lost family. Unspoken request by the uplifted hand. Amen. Any other, anybody else before we come to the altar? We'll gather around the altar at this time. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Let's get a hold of God today, church. We need a word from the Lord today. Daniel, will you lead us in prayer, sir? Yes, God, thank you today for this uh, time that we have. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have to gather together in your house and in your name. Father, Lord, in spite of all the attacks of Satan, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So, God, help us, Lord, to claim victory. Uh, Lord, just to believe, Father, that uh, we're on the winning side And uh, Father, Lord, when it's all said and done, God, uh, Lord, we're going to be shouting and praise to you from heaven's fair land. So God, help us to be found faithful until that day comes. Forgive us, God, for our sins, God, our shortcomings, our weaknesses, Uh, God, our lack of faith, God. uh, Lord, God, so many times you remind us of the frailty of our flesh, Uh, but Lord, I'm thankful that, uh, uh, Lord, when we are faithless, God, you are still faithful. Lord, I pray today, God, as we gather, that this would not just be, uh, Lord, another formal uh, ritualistic service, God, to help us not to go through the routine of the motions, but, Father, help us to, to hear from heaven. And Lord, I pray today for the beginning to the end that we might be able to say that it's according to your will and according to your plan. Uh, Lord, uh, Father, I pray that you give the glory out of everything that's done. Bless the music, the testimony, the offerings, the prayers, the preaching of thy word as it goes forth, that it will be done in spirit and in truth. Give me the words, God, Lord, you burn this message, Lord, on my heart. So I pray that you help me to preach it, Father, uh, Lord, as you've given it to me, Lord. I pray for these requests. I pray for Bruce. I pray for uh, the Gridleys, Lord. Bless Miss D. I pray for Bob. Lord, I pray for Otis. Lord, I pray, God, that you bless, uh, Lord, uh, Uncle Kenny, bless L- Miss Linda. God, I pray for Tamar. I pray, Lord, that you bless uh, Father Wayne and his health. God, I pray for Miss Nellie. I pray for Crystal and Terry Deweese. Pray for Tyler's dad. Lord, I pray, Father, for Bandy. I pray for Elizabeth Ward. I pray, dear Jesus, God, that you would uh, uh, bless uh, B.J. Cobble. Father, I pray that you bless him. Lord, I pray for Chase Knight. I pray for James Powers. God, I pray for uh, Lord Kitty's sister, Pat. I pray for Connie. Lord, bless her. Lord, I pray for uh, uh, Holly's mom. Lord, bless Linda. We love her dearly. I pray for uh, Brandon Gray. I pray for... Uh, Lord, uh, Monica Thornburg. I pray for uh, uh, Miss Susie, Lord. Bless her. I pray for Kimberly Ward. I pray for Kelly. I pray for Robert's mom and stepdad as they travel home. Keep them safe, dear Jesus, this is my prayer. Move our midst, working our hearts. We'll praise you for what you do in Jesus' name. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. If I could have a couple of children come at this time, we'll receive our children's offering. There's one. I need one more. I need one more kid. Come on, Jesus. Uh, Anthony, lead us in prayer, sir. Dear
1: Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today. Lord, for all that you do for us, Lord, just allowing us to come to your house once again. We pray, God, you'd be with us here today. Lord, just pour out your spirit. And Lord, again, we're thankful to give back to you, and just pray that you take this off. And Lord, just use as you see fit. Father, in Christ's name, we pray. Amen. <coughs>
0: Let's take a gold hymnal and let's turn to page number seven. Page number seven this morning. Amen. Stand all over the house. First, his name shall be the Counselor, the mighty Prince of Peace, of all earth's kingdom conquerors. It's going to last forever, glory to His name today. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Sing that one more time, let's make the devil mad, glory to God. Blessed be the name. Blessed Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You may be seated this morning. Uh, It is good to have Josh and Ashley here today. Brother, is it all right if we sing? All right. Come on, Holly. Josh and Ashley. I'll let Josh explain getting lost, amen, preachers aren't supposed to get lost, but uh, uh, did you have a GPS? well we did, yeah, but anyway, I'll tell you what, one preacher following another preacher, amen, when a preacher can't lead you out, I don't know who can, hallelujah.
2: Obeyed his will. Now he calmed their storm just like he will mine. If I just remember, he lives deep inside. And why should I worry? Why should I fear when the very to the darkness when the way grew so dim and how great it would Uh, be be to have his footsteps in mind and walk their own yes, time and when sickness comes and my body's in pain all I have to do Sing again. is call on his name we read in the bible when he walked with them brought light to the darkness And how great it would be to have his footsteps yeah. in mind And walk with the master all of the time And when trials come I worry. Why should I fear
3: when the very same
2: Jesus stays always near? He lives in my heart and he hears when I cry. I'll call on him.
3: So hard was I trying to gain All this world had to own But no peace and no pleasure Could I even measure With all that I had to gain But I repented and prayed And God saved me that day And now I have got something to say I'm I'm not going. going To hell, I met the Savior. What a story I tell. I'm saved and forgiven, set free always. Well, I'm not going to hell. No, I'm not going to hell. Now, my life's worth living. Since I've been forgiven Cause Christ made a real change in me I'm no longer crying When I think about dying Cause heaven is waiting for me But now Satan's still lying And he's always trying to lead me Down the wrong way but just call on Christ's yeah, name, he'll save you today. And look back at Satan and say, I'm, I'm not, not going, going to hell. hell, cause I met the Savior, what a story I tell, I'm, I'm saved and forgiven, and set free all is well, I'm not going Hell, Cause I met the Savior. What a story I tell. I'm saved and forgiven, set free. All is well. I'm not going to hell. No,
1: I'm
0: today that we don't have to go to hell amen the truth is if you're not going to heaven that's where you're going there's no middle ground but I'm thankful that I know I'm not going to hell today not because of anything I've done but because of what the Lord's done for me in my place and on my behalf Man. Hallelujah.
4: things he does for me I know. I'm unworthy of them all. But his blessings he freely gives I owe. My life to him I've got so much. Thank Him for so much To praise Him for what you see He's been so good to me And when I think Of what He's done and where He's brought me from I've got so much And sometimes while on this way I kneel, I stop and say thank you. me kneel once more I've got so much to thank him for and I've got so much to thank him for so much
1: to pray
4: I've got so much like that to, to thank him for
1: To thank Sing it one
0: more time, Amen. Oh, I've got so much to thank Him for. I've got so much.
1: Yep I mm-hmm.
0: forward Praise the Lord, Dolores. Amen, I'm looking forward to going to heaven, aren't you? Amen. Amen. And then we'll be able to see him face to face. We'll bow down in his nail scarred feet and say, "Thank you Jesus Amen. for saving my soul. Amen. That that should be our ultimate goal. That should be our great motivation. What keeps us going just to know one day we're going to see His face. Amen. You think about that. If if the Lord used our face as motivation to go all the way to Calvary, that's what happens. Who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross. I was the joy. Amen. If the Lord was motivated by me, to die and to suffer for for our sins, then all His face be enough to motivate us to go as far as we have to go and to do whatever we have to do. Amen. Amen. Just across the finish line. Turn with me, if you will, to Genesis 19. Genesis chapter 19 this morning. Genesis chapter 19. I'm not going to have you stand because I've got quite a bit of reading to do. So you follow along with me this morning. The Bible says in verse number 1, Have you found your place today? And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Behold now, my Lord's turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house. And tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake and leaven bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter, and they called unto Lot, and said unto him, Where are the men which came unto thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And um, I'll just keep reading. And Lot went out at the door unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good. in your eyes only unto these men do nothing." For therefore came they in under the shadow of my roof, and they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand, and pulled Lot into the house to them, and shut to the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it, and Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning rose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters." Notice. They did that while he lingered. All right, The Lord uh, being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my Lord? Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight. And thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him Notice that Lot continued to focus on himself. Did you see that? And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become it thither. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. That because Lot was righteous, God could not destroy uh, the city of Sodom until uh, Lot was protected and safe. There's a lesson for us, church. Amen. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar, thus the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and He overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning and to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the plain, land of the plain. And behold, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham, hallelujah, and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. And Lot went up out of Zoar, and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him. For he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in a cave. He and his two daughters and the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in, and lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose, thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab, the same as the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger, she also bare a son and called his name ben- Benami, uh, the same as the father of the children of Ammon unto this day, with the Lord's help. And boy, I wish Sam was here today to help me preach, because I'm going to need it. Uh, what happens? when you pitch your tent towards Sodom? What happens when you pitch your tent towards Sodom? Father in heaven, I love you. Thank you for the service thus far. Thank you, Lord, for the good songs uh, that uplift us and encourage us, testimonies, Lord, thanking you for what you've done. But now we come to, Lord, the most important time of any service, and that is where the Word is preached. And God, I pray that this would not be a performance Father, this would not be a demonstration of flesh, God, Lord, that You'd help me today to preach to Your people, Father, Uh, God, soberly and seriously, God, concerning the danger of what happens when we pitch our tent towards Sodom. Father, we're going to praise You today and thank You, Lord. We know that You have ordained this hour for such a time as this. And Lord, I pray whatever Your will is, that it will be accomplished and performed. If there might be one today that's lost... Convict them, draw them to Yourself, and save them before it's too late. But God, I pray that You deal with the hearts of young people this morning in Your house. And Father, we'll give You all the honor, the glory, and the praise for what You're going to do. Honor Your Word, exalt Your Son, by way of Your humble servant. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people said, Amen. What happens when you pitch your tent towards Sodom? This past Sunday night, I preached a message entitled, Where Will You Pitch Your Tent? And in that service, we spent a lot of time showing how dangerous of a thing it is, especially for parents, to expose their kids to the allurements and the attractions of Egypt. And we're going to continue that thought. And children, I want you especially to pay attention to your pastor here this morning. And parents, you as well, because when we do so as parents... We are encouraging them to develop a craving and an appetite for the pleasures and things of this world that will go with them throughout the remainder of their lives. Friend, I just want to say to you today that there is pleasure in sin for a season. And the more your kids are exposed to the allurements of Egypt, the more it will develop a craving and a longing uh, in their soul for that which they tasted of and partook of while they were young. And if you haven't done so, I would encourage everyone to go back and either watch or listen to that service, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or podcast. If nothing else, it really does set the stage and lay the foundation for this morning's message. Again, what happens when you pitch your tent towards Sodom? Can I say that every person in this room has a decision and a choice to make as to what direction you're going to pitch your tent. Amen? Amen? And uh, when it's all said and done, nobody else, you can't blame anyone else for the direction you choose to pitch your tent. Amen? So again, let's just share some thoughts straight from God's Word. This isn't my opinion. This is what the Bible says as it relates to the consequences of what happens when you choose to pitch your tent towards Sodom. And you remember the story, Genesis 13, of how that again Abraham had traveled to Egypt during a time of drought, during a time of famine. He left the promised land and he went to Egypt, went down to Egypt. Friend, it's never the will of God to go to Egypt. And what he brought up with him up out of Egypt did nothing but hurt him. He brought Hagar up out of Egypt. He ought to have left old Hagar down where he found her. Hallelujah. But not only Hagar, amen, but he, he, uh, amen, he became wealthy while he was in Egypt. And although though that might look like a good thing at first, not only did he become wealthy, but Lot also became wealthy. And as a result, a great dispute arose between them. They divided and they went their separate ways. But Abraham, being the man of God that he was, he preferred Lot over and above himself. And he gave Lot the first choice. And Lot chose the plain of Jordan. As the Bible says, it was well watered and even reminded him of the garden of the Lord. Friend, I want to say to you that the devil has plenty of things to offer us. Amen? To look like it's the best thing since sliced bread when in reality... It's poison. Genesis 13, 12, the Word of God tells us that Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. And that brings me to the very first point of today's message. What happens when you choose to pitch your tent towards Sodom? And that is, when you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you will usually end up living right smack dab in the middle of the Sodomites. Amen. Genesis 14, 12. The Bible says, And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods and departed. So with Lot, what started out with a simple look towards Sodom turned into Lot pitching his tent towards Sodom. And before it was all and down, he found himself living right smack dab in the middle of the city of Sodom itself. We told you Sunday night for Lot... One look was all it took. Amen? And that look took Lot further than he ever thought it would be possible for him to go. He suffered more than he ever thought he would suffer. And he ended up losing more than he thought that he would ever lost. But it started with what we might refer to as an innocent look. But for Lot, one look is all it took and the rest as the old saying goes, is history. May I remind you today that the eyes and the ears are the portal to uh, uh, the battlefield of spirituality in your life. What you look at, what you see, what you listen to, what you hear affects who you are as a Christian. Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Amen. What happens is we begin walking in ungodly counsel. Then we begin standing in the way of sinners. And before it's all said and done, we find ourselves doing what we thought we'd never do, and that is sitting in the seat of those who would scorn, question, and even deny the Word of God. Friend, you better be careful what you expose yourself to. You better be careful about who you hang around with. And I'm not just talking about kids, I'm talking about adults. We're all the product of our environment. We're only as successful as the people we choose to fellowship with and hang around with. But especially to young people. And to parents, parents, you need to do everything within your power to filter what you let your kids see, what they watch, what they hear, what they listen to, who their friends are. It is your responsibility as parents to determine who you let your kids run with and hang around with. You say, I don't want to violate their privacy. Amen. I don't want to violate their rights. Brother, until they get out of your house, they don't have any rights. Amen? And friend, we need to make sure we guard uh, our kids, but not only our kids, but guard ourselves. Amen? Lest we take one look towards Sodom, and, and when it's all over, we like what we see. We end up pitching our tent towards Sodom. And we find ourselves dwelling in the midst of the Sodomites. Friend, what, where are you? where's your tent pinched towards this morning? Maybe you've already took the look and as a result of the look, you've already pitched your tent towards, amen, what the devil's tempted you. Maybe you had not done it yet, but you're looking at it, you like what you see. Amen, it feels good. It tastes good. It sounds good. Friend, when it's all said and done, the devil, amen, he'll, he'll give you more than you ever bargained for. Praise God. Well, I could preach on that right there all day. 1 John two fifteen and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's not of the Father, but it is of the world. There's nothing about Egypt or Sodom that's of God. Egypt and Sodom are of the devil. Amen. You can't straddle the fence. Amen. If you're a friend of the world, the Bible says you're an enemy of God. You need to make up your mind where you're going to pitch your tent today. I know this ain't as good as a testimony service, but you need preaching today. So when you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you find yourself living right in the middle of the Sodomites. Amen. Secondly, when you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you end up vexing your righteous soul. Oh, it's getting quiet, isn't it? Turn with me to 2 Peter, chapter number 2. Please hurry, because i got a lot of preaching to do. Amen. Can somebody bring me another cup of water? Josh, Ashley, and Holly sung me to death, hoping that it would cause me to preach shorter. Amen. We'll find out whether or not it works or not. Amen. If you found your place this morning, say amen. 2 Peter 2 verse 6, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes. You know when it's all said and done, that's all the world's going to be as ashes. Why are you going to invest yourself and your life in something that's temporary and when it's all said and done, it's going to be gone and blow away with the wind. Condemn them with an overthrow. Do you know God's getting ready to condemn the world with an overflow? making them an, an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered, thank you brother, delivered just Lot. Do you know Lot was a saved man? Just Lot. But yet although he was just, he was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man Amen. He was a righteous man. He was a just man. But that righteous man dwelling amongst them who the Sodomites in seeing and in hearing, you ought to underline that, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. But boy, I like verse 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust in the day of judgment to be punished. Twice in this passage, the Bible uses the word vexed to describe the effect Lot's association with Sodom had upon his life. Did you know this word vexed? It means to be oppressed. It means to be tortured or to be tormented. And what was it that oppressed Lot? What was it that tormented his righteous just soul? Verse number 7, it was the filthy conversation of the wicked. Now that word conversation there means lifestyle, their behavior. But then in verse 8, the Bible says that lunch righteous soul was vexed, listen here friend, both in seeing and in hearing. Amen. You ought to say amen right there. As he watched and listened to the unlawful deeds of the sodomites. Notice how that his soul was not vexed by what he himself did, but by what he observed and heard the sodomites doing while he and his family dwelt in and amongst them. He was spiritually oppressed. He was tortured and tormented. And he was absolutely miserable as long as he dwelt among the sodomites. See, if you're saved, you'll be miserable dwelling in and amongst the Sodomites. Amen. You say, preacher, can a saved man end up in Egypt or Sodom? Sure, but he won't last or stay there forever because he'll be miserable and he will eventually have to come up and out of that mess. It could be that somebody in the house today needs to come up out of Sodom. Or maybe you need to come up out of Egypt. Amen. The devil showed you something. Just like... Uh, amen. The devil showed the prodigal of a far country. Amen. He liked what he saw. He said, Father, give me my inheritance. And he took it and he wasted it. And he ended up in a mess. Amen. That's what will happen when you go to the far country. It may look good at first, but when it's all said and done, it will leave you in a mess. Amen. But one day, he came to himself. Hey, I've been in the pig pen. i found myself in Egypt. Amen. amen? I know what it is to have my righteous soul vexed, and friend, my I say to you today that you will never accomplish God's plan for your life. You'll never be living. You'll never live in victory as long as the Egyptians and the Sodomites are vexing your righteous soul. Amen. Hey man, you say, preacher, what's the remedy? You got to come up out of it, huh? You got to get out of it. You got to come to yourself and realize, hey. Uh, amen. The rules and the restrictions in Daddy's house is a whole lot better than the pig slop of the far country. Man, who wants to enjoy who wants to live on pig slop when you can have great ace steak at daddy's house? But you see, the devil wants to offer you a counterfeit. He wants to doll it up and dress it up, but when you peel the layer back, all you find it's hog slop. Amen? Hey, listen, I'd take the fresh grade A number one steak at the Father's house any day over the pig slop of the hog pen. Glory to God today. Could it be that your righteous soul is vexed because you've been rubbing elbows and shoulders Amen. with the sodomites? Could it be... That your children, you are, whether it be intentionally or unintentionally, the souls of your kids are being vexed, tortured, and tormented because you are exposing them to things that they have no business being exposed to. I'm not talking about what they do, amen. Lot's soul was not vexed by what he did, but by what he heard and what he saw. Parents, there's some things your kids ought not watch. You know what we've got coming out of the cable television today? Sodomy, Sodom. You know what's coming out of the Disney Channel today? Sodom. You know what you'll find on the commercials at ESPN? Sodom. Amen. I you know what kind of kid, You know what your kids will be exposed to if you're not careful at the schoolhouse? Sodom. God forbid! It is my responsibility as a parent to make sure that I don't expose my children to things that will vex their righteous souls. I need to cultivate an an environment that causes them to thrive spiritually. But sad to say, many Christian children and young people, their souls are being vexed because their parents are letting them watch and listen to things. That are vexing and tormenting their righteous souls. Oh, I'd already got kicked out in some churches. Amen. If you're saved, you'll never be happy in Sodom. Where do you feel more comfortable as? Say, Preacher, how do I know I'm saved? Well, if you're truly saved, you'll be more comfortable in Canaan even during a drought or a famine then you will enjoy the pleasures of sin in Egypt or the luxuries of Sodom. Amen? You say, preacher, where you you feel most comfortable? Where I'm at right now. I'd rather be in God's house worshiping with God's people than anywhere in all the world. I feel like my mic's gone out, Jake. Amen. Praise the Lord. I may switch it up. Amen! Where you like to run around, who you like to run around with, and where you like to hang at tells me a whole lot of where you're at spiritually. Amen. Not only was his righteous soul vexed, but you will eventually, when you choose to pitch your tent towards Sodom, you listen, you'll be stripped and robbed of the wealth and blessings God has graciously bestowed on your life. Now I don't have time to develop this, but you study Genesis 14. You know what happened when Lot began to flirt with Sodom? Amen. The enemy came and robbed him of everything he had. Young people, <coughs> the world's not your friend. Amen. Amen. Those friends that your parent, you and your fa- parents fight and fuss about because you want to spend time with them and you think they're the best thing going for you. Tyler, do they really care about you? No, sir. Amen. All they care about you is what they can get out of you. And once they've milked you dry, they'll kick you to the curb because that's what the devil is. That's what the sodomite crowd will do. That's what Egypt will do. It'll, Amen. It'll, it'll uh, offer you everything and then leave you with nothing when it's all said and done. Oh, friend, I'm telling you, the devil is a thief. Parents, there are some things that, uh, you know, as as parents, God has blessed me with some treasures, some blessings. And God's blessed me with a beautiful wife. Amen. God's given me two precious children. Amen. I I ought not expose them to the devil because if, if I'm not careful, when I'm not even looking, the devil will take him away from me. he's a thief and what's happening in families today is the devil is co- we're allowing the devil to get too close to the blessings and treasures God's given to us. amen hey listen you can't trust the devil with nothing. you can't trust a sodomite out with anything. amen they'll pat you on the bat and st- patch you on the back And then stab you in the back when you're not looking. Amen? You ought not let the devil in your house. Ain't nothing that the devil has that's going to benefit your house. Your home. You better keep the devil as far from your house as you can because when you least expect him, he'll strip you down and leave you with nothing. Hezekiah invited the representatives of Babylon to come in and he showed He was bragging about his treasures and before it was all said and done, Nebuchadnezzar come and took it all away. There's some things you need to hide from the devil. Amen? That's right. Amen. Lot went down to Sodom rich. He came out poor. Destitute and without anything to his name. The prodigal went out of the father's house with an inheritance. But what happened? He wasted it. He lost it all. And when he come back home to daddy, he was poor and broken. Amen. When you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you lose your role as an intercessor and end up needing to be interceded for. Genesis chapter number 18, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I'm getting ready to Tear Jack up down there where your nephew's at. Abraham began interceding for Lot. You see, friend, either you will be an intercessor, or you're going to be the one that everybody else is interceding for. Amen? You know what we need today? We need some intercessors. Amen? Amen? You know, in the book of Ezekiel number chapter 30, 22 verse 30, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. One of the reasons the world's going to hell is because the people that should be doing the interceding are the ones that we're interceding for and on their behalf. Now may I remind you that part of the reason that Lot ended up in Sodom, it was partially Abraham's fault. If Abraham had never exposed Lot to Egypt, Lot would have never developed an appetite for Sodom. And can you imagine how heartbroken Abraham must have been when the Lord said, I'm going to judge Sodom. And he knew that it was partly his fault that his his nephew... That it was his responsibility under his care, had ended up dwelling among the sodomites because, as a child, Abraham had allowed him to develop an appetite for the things of this world. What kind of an appetite are you fostering in the lives of your kids? You say, Preacher, how do I know that? Well, what are you exposing them to? You expose them to the things of the world? <laughs> They're going, to ap- they're going to develop an appetite for things of the flesh and things of the world. And I promise you, parents, your kids will like what they taste. Amen. You say, well, I, the, amen, they're, they're upstanding kids. You just wait till you leave the room and see what they do. Amen. amen? What would you have done? Well, I'd hate to think what I'd have done when I was growing up. Now, I'm getting ready to cause conflict here. Because this man... I mean, he, he hates the fact that, that even, even now my kids have cell phones. I, 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 am, true? Amen. Amen. See, con- but listen, what would have happened when I was growing up if he would give me, given me unlimited access to the internet? You know what I'd have been doing? I'd have been looking at stuff I ought not be looking at. Hey Amen, let's just tell the truth. Your flesh is attracted to sin and so are your kids. It's your responsibility to cultivate the right appetite. Now what they do later on is between them and God. But I want to make sure my conscience is clean. And if they go that way, it's because they taste the things after they leave the authority of my care. Amen. Amen. When you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you will be ashamed at the Lord's return. Do you know Jesus is coming back? Amen. How many of you believe the Lord's on His way back? Amen. See, when the Lord showed up to visit Abram at the plains of Mamre, where was Lot? In Sodom. Where are you going to be when the Lord shows up? Amen? Are you going to be a mammary, or is God going to have to pull you out of Sodom? You know what's going to happen? When the trumpet sounds, there's going to be a lot of Christians who are righteous and just, but they're going to be ashamed because of the shape they're in when the Lord finds them. Amen. And you have a choice where you choose to be. It ain't always pleasant. It ain't always easy you remember memory and again some of you have to go back and watch sunday night's message memory means uh it means uh what does it mean somebody help me out <laughs> y'all know this is how it goes right amen hey i'm i'm a year older so I'm, i mean i can amen I it, it, it means uh <clears throat> i hate the devil i'll get back to that praise god that's all right amen Praise the Lord. I don't want to be ashamed at the Lord's return. 1 John 2 28, and now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Amen. Memory means mistreatment. (laughs) It's not easy living in memory. Or, you know, you, you've got to make up your mind. You say, I'll just see how things go, you'll end up in Sodom. I'll just see which direction the current takes me, you'll end up in Sodom. Okay. You've got to make up your mind, you've got to make the choice. Daniel purpose within himself that he wouldn't defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. Okay. Amen. You've got to decide, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord no matter what the cost. Abraham had to pay a price to dwell in the place of mistreatment. Amen. Where will you be when the Lord returns? When you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you will end up being able to. You will be end up being unable to enjoy the Lord's presence. You may choose to dwell in Sodom, but God won't. You may choose darkness over the light, but you can forget God going there with you. God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Verse number 2 of our text in chapter 19, and He said, Behold, now my Lord's turn in, I pray you, enter your servant's house and tarry all night. Wash your feet and ye shall rise up early. Go on your way. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. They'd rather stay outside than be in that mess at Lot's house. Would the Lord feel comfortable coming into your house? You know what we need? I've been telling you this. You need to pray, Lord, make my home a sanctuary for your presence. But I'm afraid that if most of us were... And and the fact of the matter is, whether he's inside or outside your house, he's knocking at the door. He wants to come in. But I'm afraid there's a lot of times he can't come in because there's too much darkness in, in your house. If you want want to enjoy the fellowship of God's presence in your home, and by the way, you need it, you're going to have to get the darkness out. Amen? God forbid that I would trade the sweet communion and fellowship that I can have with my Lord for the mess of Sodom. It's what a lot of Christians are doing. You say, I don't understand why I don't feel the Lord's presence when I pray or when I read my Bible. Maybe you need to get some Sodom out of your house. Maybe you need to get some Sodom out of your heart. Amen? Because I'm telling you, the Lord wants to fellowship with you, but God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Let me hurry up. When you choose to pitch your tent toward Sodom, you will end up losing spiritual discernment. Verse eleven, and they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, most small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. Now, this was technically speaking, this was the the perverts. But the fact of the matter is, Lot was as blind as they were, and we'll get to that in a minute. But let me just say this, parents: what you need in this world more than anything else, you need discernment. Parents, what your kids need more than anything in this world is discernment. You know why our kids... You know, the truth of the matter, our kids don't know what to do. I mean, on one hand, amen, they come to church if they come to church. A lot of times they don't come to church because mom and daddy has them at the ball games and everything else. But they come to church and they hear what the Bible says, amen, amen, And just maybe they got a mom and daddy that cares enough to pull them away from Sodom. But all the while, they've got the undertow and the current of the world dragging them towards Sodom. Let me ask you this, parents. Are you pulling your kids as strong towards Mamre as the world's pulling them towards Sodom? Getting quiet, ain't it? Huh? Huh? If you're going to keep your kids out of Sodom, you're going to have to. You're going to. Have, it takes some effort on your behalf. Well, I just want to give them their uh, rights to make their own choices. I'm not going to force them to come to church. Well, you know what happens? They'll end up in Sodom. Amen. So friend, the devil is fighting to drag your kids to hell. Whether you re- And he's using all kinds of things. He's got all kinds of tricks up his sleeve to do his best to drag your kids so that they'll end up right in the middle of Sodom. He's using the school system. Huh? Somebody hear the preacher today? He's using the school system. He's using uh, amen, education. He's using politics. He's using their peers, their friends. When they get old enough to work, he's going to use their co-workers. He's using every form of entertainment and media. Can I say this to you? Disney's not innocent. Disney has is perverted. Disney has fallen off the rocker and Disney's right in the middle of Sodom. Huh? Amen. I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can. If you're going to win a match of of tug-of-war, you're going to have to be fighting. You're going to have to be pulling and tugging harder than whoever it is on the other side. You know what a lot of parents are doing? They're on the other side pulling with the devil. Huh? A lot of parents, instead of pulling their kids out of Sodom, Amen. they're on the other side pulling their kids right into Sodom. You're going to have to answer for that. You better. Do you care enough about your kids to hurt their feelings? <laughs> Did you know to be a good parent, you've got to hurt your kids' feelings? Now my wife will tell you I'm a softie. <laughs> the Lord said, no, ain't no way. Well listen, I'm just telling you, they know how to play their daddy. I mean, Carly knew it from the time she was a year old. And she's, ma- she's become a master of playing daddy. I love you, daddy. And you know what happens? My heart melts. But you know, if I really love that little girl, I'm going to be willing to hurt her feelings to keep her out of Sodom. Amen. Oh, that's good preaching. Amen. Amen. Well, if you... Amen. Your kids need discernment. This week I had someone who used to be affiliated with our church. She's gone. This young child, she's gone through hell and back. Uh, amen. The reason she's caught in between whether or not to go, to stay in Mamre or go to Sodom is because she's spent. She's she she has. Uh, amen. She's experienced a whole lot of Sodom at her mom and daddy's house. All right. But 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 she's confused. She says, "Well, I know what the Bible says." She said, "But then she said the Bible says that this is wrong, but then aren't we supposed to love everybody?" You see the confusion. The confusion. Amen. You better make sure as parents, it's my job as a pastor to make sure there's clarity coming out of this pulpit. Hey, they may not know where you stand at home, but they're going to sure know where I stand as their pastor. They need clarity rather than confusion. But when you choose to pitch a tent towards Sodom, you know what what else will happen? You'll end up turning your kids over to the Sodomites. Say amen right there, Dad. Verse 8, Behold, now I have two daughters. Which have not known man. I pray you bring them out unto you and do you to them as is good in your eyes. And before you crucify Lot, he was a just, righteous man. But to save his own skin, he was willing to give his two virgin daughters over to the perverts and sodomites. You know what happens in our day? You know what a lot of parents are doing? They're willing to turn their kids over to the sodomites just to enjoy a little pleasure of sin for a season. Do you know that's where a lot of Christian people are today? See, and they may unknowingly be doing it. They may not be intentionally doing it because they want to dabble in sin. Because they want to partake of the pleasure of Egypt and Sodom, Amen. Amen. In essence, they're just—they're saying, "Let you can have them. They're here. They are." Let me ask you, parents: Is the well-being of your kids more important than the pleasure your sin? If not, God rest your soul. Because the Bible says it would be better for a millstone to be hung around your neck than for you to offend one of these little ones. But there's a lot of Christian parents, amen, that are giving their kids up, turning them over to Sodom, just so they can continue to enjoy the pleasure of their sin. Mm. When you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you will end up being on the wrong side of judgment. The the world is reserved for judgment. Sodom, and that's what this world is turning into more and more every day, a glorified Sodom and Gomorrah. Judgment's coming to this world. Judgment is coming to America. Young people, you know, the devil wants you to put your hope in the pleasures and allurements of this world. What feels good? What tastes good? What sounds good? Just remember, it's reserved for judgment. Where's your family going to be when the fire falls? I asked that question last Sunday night, and let me ask it again. Where is your family going to be when the fire falls? I'd rather be mistreated in memory. You know what happens in the Bible? There is a process. It begins when Amen. we, uh, we fellowship with the world. Then we become conformed to the world. And then we'll end up being condemned with the world. Judgment's coming. I don't want my kids to be a victim because I let them be too close to Sodom. i got to end this thing. But I work hard for this. When you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you'll end up compromising, settling for less, and living far below the level of God's standard and measure of blessing, He has reserved for, his, for your life. All right? Verses 17 through 23. Let me develop this quickly. Chapter 19. And it came to pass when they brought them forth abroad that He said, Escape for thy life. God is telling Lot, Get as far away from this place as you can. Look not behind you, neither stay thou in the plain. Escape to the mountain. Lest thou be consumed. And Lot said to them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, boy, he sure had, which thou hast shown unto me in saving what? My life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. It's all about him. He had lost focus of his kids and his wife. Behold, now this city is near to. Flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? Just a little bit of Sodom. (laughs) And my soul shall live. And the Lord said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city. For the which thou hast spoken, haste thee, escape thither. For I cannot do anything, to thou become thither. Thank God for that. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. You know what the name Zoar means? Insignificant. Do you know when you compromise, that's what you end up? Your life is insignificant. Lot had a choice. The Lord said, Lord, I'm getting ready to judge the city. What you need to do is hightail it to the mountain and get, get as far away from that, this wicked place as you can. Lot said, not so, Lord. Let's meet in the middle. Just a little bit of Sodom. Zoar." And you know what happened? Lot, when it was all said and done, he end, ended up being a man of insignificance because he chose to compromise. On the other hand, Abraham... God used him in a great and mighty way. He became a mighty man because he chose the mistreatment of mammary. Let me read another passage to you. No, you turn with me. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. I'm hurrying. We're almost through. You need to hear this, and I do too. Anybody getting any help today? Hebrews 11. This is Moses, not Abraham, but it's the same principle. Verse 24. Hebrews 11, 24. Have you found your place? By faith Moses, when he was come to years... Children, when you come to years, you've got a decision to make. Moses, by faith, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter... Children, that's the first choice you've got to make to be a man of God and a man of faith to refuse Sodom. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he, Moses, had respected the recompense of the reward. See, he hadn't seen that reward yet, but he believed it was out there. By faith, he forsook Egypt. Friend, young person, it'll take faith for you to forsake Egypt, but the reward will be worth the choice. Not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him. Who is invisible? Mamry means mistreatment. Zoar means insignificant. You answer the question about both Moses, amen, and and Abraham versus Lot, who was significant and whose life ended up amounting to nothing. Amen? Don't compromise. Make the right choice. When you, for, or when you choose to pitch your tent towards Sodom, you end up losing more than you can ever gain. Verse 26 of our text, But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of Sodom. Lot got his wife out of Sodom, but he never got Sodom out of his wife. Parents, protect your kids from Sodom and from Egypt. Because you may come to your senses and say, i got to get them out of this. Well, you might, but it may already be, be inbred in them to where it's too late to get it out. Lot got more than he bargained for. He went to Sodom with everything. He came out with nothing. Finally, when you pitch your tent towards Sodom, you end up watching your kids embrace the ways of the Sodomites, and I ain't going into it because it's explicit. But you read the rest of the chapter, and you see the mess that them girls became involved in. Amen. You say, preacher, what were they do doing? They were just acting out everything that ever saw when they growing up. That's right. Parents, do you want your hearts broken? Can I say this? As a parent, I only have one chance to do it right. And can I say to you, in many ways, I've already done wrong. I've already messed up. I've already failed miserably. And if every parent in this room, to be honest, you'd say you have to. But if you've still got parent or kids and under your care, grandparents, you only got one shot. I'd rather them hate me and not want nothing to do with me than to watch them go down the direction and start acting out in their lives things that you allowed them to be exposed to while they were young. This ain't a game, folks. You say, Preacher, you've preached a little long. Yeah, it's late. It's later than you realize. And I'm telling you, you know what? Every child, if you're under 18 years of age today, would you stand up? If you're under 18 years of age, stand up and no line. Somebody count them. Somebody count these kids. you got some over here. First of all, and you may be seated. First of all, can I say how blessed we are to have the kids that we have? I extol every parent or grandparent in this room for caring enough about your kids to bring them to church. You're further along than most people. And not only that, thank God, Matt, that we had the privilege of taking over 30 of them. Do you know that matters to those kids? You know, one thing that I've learned in dealing with young people, you don't have to do a lot. Just show them you care. Just be there for them. Is that right, Wayne? Huh? But every kid that stood up, every child in this room, you know what they are? Their prey. My kids are prey. Yeah, that's right, Tyler. You were. Amen. God brought you out of it. Praise God. Parents, your kids are prey, and the predator is the devil, and the world, and the perverts. And the sodomites. And if you don't realize that the devil is doing everything he can to destroy their lives before it ever gets started, you need to get your head out of the sand. And you better make sure that you're tugging on your end harder than he's tugging on his end. In order to do that, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Can I say this? Your kids are more important... Than you are. Quit being selfish and put their well-being above yourself and your own lustful and foolish and selfish interests. Amen. The best way you can treasure your life is to know that, regardless how we, you, they end up, that you've done everything you can to invest every ounce of energy you have into their well-being. Man, when I die, I want to know it ain't about how they turn out, it's about what I've done everything I can to keep them out of Sodom. I want to leave a legacy. I don't want my kids to turn out being the sons of Ammon and Moab. I want to make sure that I've done everything I can to tug harder on my end than the devil. Is tugging on his hand. These are some things that happen when we choose to pitch our tent towards Sodom. Let's all stand. Father in heaven, I've done everything I can today. I feel like I've failed. God, the devil's been fighting me tooth and nails the last few days. Feeling ways I've never felt before. And could it be that the devil was fighting because he knew there was an important message that needed to be preached? God, I pray that as pastor of United Baptist Church, that every child that stood up this morning would know they've got a pastor that's willing to fight for them to keep them out of Sodom. And Lord, I pray for every parent in this room that they would make the decision right now that even if it means suffering, Even if it cost them something. And even if it means being made fun of and being mistreated, that they would choose Mamre over Sodom. God, I pray You'd move during the invitation for anybody who needs to come for any reason. I don't know why. I'm leaving it in Your hands. It's between You and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Have Your will and Your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As Pam plays, you come if God's spoken to your heart. Some are already responding. Well, there's no shame for a parent or a grandparent. Friend, I'm telling you, if you have a child in your care, you've got the hardest job in all the world. You can't do it on your own and by yourself. You've got to have the Lord's help. Maybe there's a child, maybe there's a young person that would have the courage to step out today. And in doing so, what you're doing, you're demonstrating that you're choosing Mamre over Sodom. Young person, if you don't make that choice, more than likely you'll end up in Sodom. There's no middle ground in this thing, teenagers. Maybe you're already there. Maybe you looked at it and you pitched your tent towards it and you're already on your way towards Sodom, my advice is to turn around right now before it's too late. Maybe there's a young person that needs to turn around. Come out of Sodom. Friend, I promise you, nobody in this room is going to make fun of you. We're going to be here to pray with you and to cry with you and to rejoice, to stand by your side and with you ever the step of the way. Young people, I'm telling you, you've got... Friends at United Baptist Church, we're proud of you. We love you. We want to make sure we do everything we can to provide the resources you need to stay as far away from Sodom as possible. Any young person have the courage to step out today? You going to go with the crowd? Or you going to stand alone? There's some adults in this room that would highly advise you the best decision you can make right now, right now, before you have regrets, to decide you're going to forsake Sodom and serve the Lord. I believe there's a young person this this morning that needs to come. I'm not asking if you're saved. Lot was saved, but his righteous soul was vexed. He was absolutely miserable when he could have been rejoicing. Young person? How about it? Anybody? I want to challenge our church. To make it a conscious effort every single day to pray for these 18 to 19 kids that stood up this morning as well as the multitudes that we bring in every Wednesday night. And I want you to think about that tug of war and make sure that you are doing your part to tug harder on your end than the devil is. On his end. Father in heaven, I love you. I thank you for the service. Thank You for the Word of God. Thank You for the Spirit of God today. Lord, thank You for giving liberty. Lord, I pray somebody's been helped. Lord, I thank You for these precious kids that we have. Lord, help us to set the example for them. Help us to make sure that there's clarity rather than confusion. Help them to know where we stand so they'll know where they can stand and should stand. Lord, I love you and I thank you for my church congregation. Lord, I praise you. I ask all these things. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. Amen. We'll meet again tonight at 6 o'clock and we'll dismiss with a word of prayer. It's been such an honor to have Brother Josh with us today. I love him so much and I know he doesn't get to be here. Ashley too. I love Ashley too. Amen. How many of you enjoyed hearing Ashley sing this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. I love Him dearly. I'm proud of them. thankful for the work they're doing. And I always want to make sure that they know, even when they're not here, they're still just as much a part of us as they've ever been. Amen? Josh, you lead us in prayer.